Hello, Swords and Stereo listeners. This is Matt. I was just going to let y'all know that this episode you're about to listen to was recorded almost two years ago. So if something seems out of place, or if the quality doesn't seem what you've been expecting lately, uh, that's the issue. Uh, This is when we weren't for sure if we wanted to do a podcast or not, and we were just playing around with it. Uh, But we liked... uh, we like this episode, so we decided to go ahead and release it. I hope you enjoy it. Bold City Longsword presents Swords in Stereo. Stinson? Lucas. That's Lucas. His last name's DeBlossy. I had trouble saying it for uh, years, but I think I got it down now. Worst one was uh, I worked at an office for, it was probably going on seven years at that point, and uh, waiting for lunch to start, and uh, the crowd gathers, and this one guy, I love him, he's an awesome guy, but he goes to everybody, oh, where where's Lou? And they're like, what do you, what do you mean? A Lou does not work here. No, Lou. Lou. Where is he? But I guess I mumble because he thought, he thought my name was Lou, not Lucas. Worked next to this guy for like seven years. <laughs> he said to an entire crowd of people, where's Lou? <laughs> I wasn't there. Neither was Lou. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm terrified of doing stuff like that. I often forget people's names the moment they introduce themselves. Yeah. There's so many new members, like weekly it seems. And I shake their hands. Like, yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm. We got, we got three new guys and I have wrote receipts with their name on it multiple times and I still don't know their name. You Sorry. Know, you know what I do? I just tell them, I'm not going to remember your name. Yeah. And half of them have said the exact same thing to me and we bond over it and then we don't remember our names together. I, uh, actually when we, uh, started, when we moved to our new location, I went and bought a bunch of like, hello, my name is tags. And they're under the desk. And uh, I always just forget to give them to new people when they walk in. Because I want to slap that sticker on their chest so bad. Um, That'd be so weird. Yeah. Can everybody get one? Yeah, we can do it. We can write odd names on them? You can wear them whenever you want. Like, you can just... I'm Bob with bitch tits. Every day. Yeah! Can we have a craft service table? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a... No. Be like an AA. Yeah, if you pay for it, man, bring him in. Support group service tip. We practically have that, anyways. People bring food in all the time. It's not fair sometimes because it's cupcakes and brownies. There's a lot of skinny people in our club that want to keep us fat. Uh, Go team dwarf body. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, slow metabolism, short distances. (laughs) We're natural sprinters. (laughs) So uh, for episode two, I thought I was uh, recently. Uh, recently, as in last year, I was on the Hemacast, and at the end of the Hemacast, Patrick asked everyone a question, historical European martial arts. Does any one of those words mean more or less to you? And I had thought about my answer for damn near a year and a half before I was on the podcast. And then when and I'm on there... He asked you it, and you got to elaborate on your answer, and you felt very satisfied. You spoke well. 
that is not what happened at all. He forgot to ask me because we were next to a group of people who were talking pretty loud, so he wrapped us up pretty fast. I have felt weird that I did all that prep for an answer I never got to give, so I was thinking I'll just do it now here, and I'll I'll ask you and have shout, you do it as well. The yeah, shout out, if you're not listening to the Hemacast and you're listening to this cast, that's weird, because they've been around for like three years. <laughs> Well, they got they got a lot of episodes. And they well, do. There's some badass content on that podcast. Yeah, especially if you fence on the east coast of the U.S., you can basically meet everybody by listening to that cast. You'll know who they are uh, before you before you meet them in person. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So his question is: Did I already ask? Did I already explain this? You did. You you can say it. Again. Okay. Yeah. So his question is: Historical European martial arts. Does any one of those things mean more or less to you? And I was going to have you go first, Lucas, since you haven't had time to think of your answer. You'll have to do it like spot on the spot. Oh, completely spontaneous. Yeah. I mean, I have thought about it. We talked about this. Did, oh, well, I so forgot. You then. told me like a couple days ago. Well, did so you think answer, of something? Yeah. I, yeah. My, uh, I, I come from... a. I don't, I don't traditional martial arts is it traditional martial arts? Yeah, it's traditional or it, uh, yeah, that's what, what the, is it? I don't know. I that's don't know what they refer to. Uh, traditional like taekwondo and the karate. Parlance of our times. Yeah, the traditional martial arts uh, background. And then, I've done a lot of karate and a lot of judo, and a, so there's this whole culture behind those martial arts. And yeah. that's that's the words. Those are the words that resonate to me the most. Um, historical European. That's I. But you couldn't have those two in our context without it being a martial art, a martial discipline. And I feel people shortchange themselves if you don't treat it like that. Treat it like a martial art. You're, you're perfecting a, a set of skills in, in different contexts. It just happens to be a historical European source or influence. But it, all intents and purposes, this, this is a martial art that we practice. You look at material. You practice it and you refine your techniques and uh you, you pressure test it in, in different environments whatever your flavor is pressure test it in in class with your peers watching or with uh sparring with your peers or going with your peers to tournaments and testing what you've learned martial art it's a martial art we do martial arts so that's how i see myself okay and what we do that's how i see everybody with that, how do you feel about people incorporating what is often referred to as frog DNA, where they take stuff from other martial arts that's not necessarily historical or European, and using it in HEMA? Uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I, I've done it. I've done it a ton. I was recently started taking rapier at our club from our rapier instructor, Keith Ham, and uh, I had a couple moments with him. Um, recovering from a lunge, bend your back, bend your back leg first so you don't blow your knees out and, and you know blast your quads when you're recovering from your lunge. And I found myself falling into karate uh, footwork to recover from a lunge. Um, and you know, he, we had the same mind of it. If it's working for you and it's safe and it's effective, that's cool. Do it. The masters that we follow, they weren't like paragons of perfection. 500, 600 years ago, probably people in their clubs did things, uh, different variants of, of uh, techniques and whatnot to accommodate their body and their, you know, 
their their knowledge base and whatever. So yeah, incorporate everything. Incorporate everything. Follow the sources, and go play with it, and have fun, and learn, and grow. And yeah. Fuck it. So uh, real quick before I forget, I'd like to apologize to Keith Ham because last episode we said something about him training for a hundred years or something. Uh, we are actually both older than Keith. Don't so we didn't want to him to think we were calling him old. The experience level is is vastly different. Though. <laughs> vastly different, but uh, yeah. When when we. Or succeed in some context in Hema, it looks like we're, you know, Sisyphus pushing rocks up the hill. And when he succeeds in his discipline where he's trained for, uh, you know, so many fucking years, it, it looks like he's walking to the fridge to grab a gallon of milk. Yeah, he, ma- he makes it look easy, and that's why I hate him on a certain level. Yeah, so my answer falls pretty much in line with yours. We don't get to argue about it? Eh, well, a little, maybe. I disagree. I, I think the marshal alone is probably the most important part. Uh, you said you, so. You said you came from a traditional martial arts background. Uh, I come from a modern martial arts background. So I, I trained Krav and Jiu-Jitsu, which are both living martial arts. They both will make Riata. What's that word? Riata. Riata. Uh, where they they're, they're they're not scared to change something. Like revise, redact. I don't know. Redact. I'm making up words. It's cool though. Yeah. So like, I've been at Krav. We were training something for like a year, and then they came. They came in. They're like, we found a better way. Oh, retcon. Maybe, maybe that sounds good. I don't know. Redact. But yeah, no, don't redact. worry about it. If we uh, so like they revise. would. It's not revise. Retcon. Yeah, sure. They'll, but but like it's a, not. It's that's different, though. It's like a sci-fi term. Yeah, they'll come in and they'll be like, "We found a better way," and they'll straight just change it because there's not, there's not any kind of tr- baggage. There's not, tr- you know, any. It's it's not rigid. Yes. Uh, the same thing with jujitsu. If you follow jujitsu right now, there's like a leg lock revolution going on. Leg locks yeah. weren't part of the game, and now. There, like, there's a very viable source. Like, if you got your black belt ten years ago, but a blue block, ha- a blue belt has a strong footlock game, you're in trouble. And I, yeah, I feel that, like that part of their game is so much, it just eclipses exactly eclipses you exactly. You no to it. They they've trained they've trained something you haven't trained. One of my favorite mixed martial arts moments ever was uh, uh, what, what what's his name? Oh, I'm fucking it up now. Pocket Hulk. Leg lock guy got kicked out because he kept. Oh yeah, I know people. I know. I, can't, I don't remember his name either. Uh, but it was uh, what's his name, Alan. Yeah, I don't. Alan. With I the, know what Alan, you're saying. He's got, he's I don't got know uh, Johnny name. Cash tattoo, a really bad yeah. Johnny Cash tattoo. I know. I'll. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And that guy. Joe, yeah. I just remember Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan screaming at the screen. At the screen, he was in front of the fight. Yeah, he was in front of the fight. He says, "Get out of there, Alan!" The guy got him in a leg lock. He's screaming at him, "Get out of there, Alan! Get out of there, Alan!" Yeah. It's a terrifying. Leg locks are terrifying. They're terrifying. I've had, I've had two knee surgeries and uh, a lot of a lot of joint issues, mostly my doing. Uh, so that shit's terrifying. Yeah, but so so both of those examples show something not not scared to evolve. Yeah, and I think I think when we we talk about the historical part of it, that should be 
That should be your strong foundation. I'm not saying don't study the historical service. That's definitely not what I'm saying. I'm saying that should be your strong foundation. But don't, don't. But you Don't should be tight to them. Yeah. And, and I mean, exclude I, the other options I mean, or, or evolving your technique or changing your interpretations. Because, well, first of all, a lot of those sources were written so far apart. I mean, like there's, there's, you can see it evolve in the sources. You can see. Well, yeah. Talk about the early Lichtenauer to all the way to Meyer. Yeah. Meyer even talks about evolving the art in his book. If you have, if you, if you find one source and you were like, I want to learn this source. I want to be the mat. It's like we're a Meyer club. If I, I'm studying Meyer, that's what I'm studying. I'm gonna fight rigidly in Meyer style. Yeah, that's awesome. It is awesome. But oh. if you find a way on a personal level level to evolve that in your personal game, absolutely yeah. do it. You might not have the same body type as Meyer. You might not have the same outlook. You might yeah. be less aggressive or more aggressive. You know, there's, there's things will change and I'm sure if you could show something to Meyer and it worked, he would, he would pick it up. It would have been in his book. I mean, mean, whoever the fuck's listening to this, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm often wrong, but I think part of Meyer's shtick and his, his narrative was that he traveled fucking everywhere and learned from everybody he could get his hands on. Then he came back and put a, a fucking book together. Yeah. So, I mean, in theory... If he had lived another hundred years, he would have kept doing that. Yeah. And the book would have been different because he would have learned more lessons. So you're just continuing that work. I know uh, on the Back to the Source documentary, one of the things that stuck out to me is uh, Jake Norwood talks about, like, we don't really know if these guys were good either. I mean, like, <laughs> like, 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 like just because you wrote a book, I mean, go to Books a Million. Yeah. Like, lots of people can write books. Just walk, you know. Yeah, so, if you pick up a, a random cookbook exactly, at Barnes and Noble, exactly, and you just assume they're a fucking cooking god, and you're eating dog shit for the rest of your life. Yeah, you might be eating dog shit, so you want to you want to explore no, it's great. on it's your great. own. It's really great. Um, it follows a, a deep tradition <laughs> of dog shit. Of dog, well, hey, hey, it's a cul- it's a culinary tradition. It's very cultural. Yeah, there's a there's Johnny's. one fencing master that Keith talks about a lot. Where it's all about the texture. He uh he's a Apparently, he was a very progressive and nice guy for the time, but his book just fucking sucked. And I can't think of his name. He's the guy that he did the, he would circle to the left and smack your sword out of the way and kill you. And that was, that was like his one move. And Keith's yelling at me right now while he's listening to this. I hope so. But, In the uh, future. Future Keith, yep. wonder what now Keith is doing. <laughs> I hope he's asleep. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, like, you have to take everything that these books say with a, a grain of salt. To talk about taking it with a grain of salt. Uh, my, there's a quote from uh, Meyer's 1570 book. It says, uh, the, the marketplace will teach you well enough. He, he says it in, the, like, the, the, I believe, the opening of the book. and that, it, I, I really take that to heart. Like you're saying, take it with a grain of salt. Learn, yeah. learn what's in front of you and then go, and then go try it out. The marketplace is going to tell you if it's if it's worth a shit. Yeah, he, and if it's he not, a, you're going to know. <laughs> he has a disclaimer right there in the book saying, "If this doesn't work, you'll find out real fast." Allow me to shuffle disruptively and grab my Meyer book. Find that quote. All right, he's going to grab a quote. No, 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 keep talking. Okay, and then, uh, well, I mean, that was basically my whole point. Was so yeah, so also European. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, like, where where does that stop? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I think it stops at Russia, doesn't it? Yeah, it does it. I don't know. I think Russia's technically part of Asia. Technically, what was it back then? Yeah, but are we talking? So, are, are, actually, are we talking about actually, the physical? Europe as a continent, or are we talking about European culture as a whole, or is it, or is it just uh, God? What, what did I read? I read something somewhere, or I heard something. I don't know. Some somebody's somebody out there said something to the effect of, "Well, should we consider um, African martial arts, the traditional African martial arts, as uh, as like Western martial arts, and that or part, encompass uh, that uh, underneath HEMA?" Which I think is really cool because they're doing some really cool work. It's, yeah, I follow, I follow some guys on Facebook that yeah, but yeah, but also that whole I mean, like I'm iffy if someone gives me a, a say yeah say Russian source or a uh, a source from the Middle East in the same period if it says something that makes sense I'm going to use it I'm at least going to try to implement Absolutely. it and see if it works like, like Matt said we're a Meyer class one of our sessions is more of an advanced session for people who've invested in gear so show up put all your gear on and we're going to work on shit. And now we've, we've been flirting with uh, some Fiore techniques because we're doing a lot of close plays, grappling and whatnot with the sword. And we're brushing against it. It feels weird. It feels naughty. Yeah. But, I don't know, Fiore, four teeth and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so as far as historical goes, I don't think that needs to be the end-all be-all. I think you should study the sources and that should be your foundation. But you shouldn't be rigidly married to the sources. Depends on what she looks like. And then the same, this, I go with that for the European part is too. Also, the art part. I think art is the end goal. But to you, make it look pretty? Yeah. you. I think you, I think you, but before you ever even think about getting there, you should work on just collecting martial skills. You know, skills, again, are your foundation. And you're going to have to just smack some ugly ass paint around before you paint a picture, you know? It's, I, I, I think, think if you go in, something like that. yeah, I think if you go in, Worrying about making everything look really pretty, you're going to actually hold yourself back. We've never done that. No, we haven't. It, it's been it's been a, a troll fucking shit show from the very beginning, <laughs> and uh, I'm happy. I'm happy with it. <laughs> that's that's something uh, more accurate has never been said. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was uh, that was kind of just my whole thing. Is the the martial aspect needs to come first? Would would this work? Just make it make it effective. And then just hope you get pretty, but don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about getting pretty. The And I think that comes from me doing modern martial arts before I started HEMA. I can see other people come, you know, like, uh, Meyer has those devices. And I can see people, re- like, I can understand why some people might look at those as, like, katas. Like, forms they want to flow yeah. through. And... This wouldn't work. Yeah. And... I see the appeal in that, but then if you look at it in that way, I don't think you're going to get out of it what you should be getting out of. Well, you should be pulling out principles and, and concepts from those exactly. and then apply it apply it to the kata of your life. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was my, that was a much more vulgar, verbose, vulgar answer oh, to Patrick's are, question that I never got to answer. I was cautioned by Matt not to apologize for anything. I didn't say anything, but uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't apologize for being Lucas, for sure. Did you have anything? After, do you have a rebuttal? 
to what I said? Does any of that not make sense to you? Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, okay. yeah, I can't argue with you. We so can't, we can't have a contrived argument. On damn you're it. wrong. Damn it! Why'd you say damn it? Well, I no, disagree. I just, um, I, I was hoping not to be right the first time. I guess it's just something we'll have to live with. <laughs> this episode of Swords and Stereo was produced by Final Plank Media Productions. Theme song for Swords and Stereo is Thunderer by Professor Agma. Check him out too. To find out more about Bold City Longsword, visit their website at jacksonvillehema.com. To find more Final Plank Media produced podcasts, visit finalplank.com or visit us at Final Plank on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Thank you.